Welcome to At Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese, the podcast, episode nine. I do hope that everybody has had a great week. Um, my week has not been too bad. If you listened last week, you'll know that I was nursing some poorly ribs. And the ribs do seem to be a little bit better. However, now I've broken out in like literally the most horrendous cold ever. I've had a really sore throat and I'm quite blocked up. Hopefully I'm not going to sneeze um, my way through the podcast. We'll see how we get on. But yeah, that's where I am this week. But I hope your week has been better than mine from a health perspective. So what have I been up to this week? So... I'm quite excited because after I recorded the podcast last week um, on one of my social media channels, there were loads and loads of comments, and I get it time and time again, actually, the overlap between dyslexia and ADHD and how many dyslexic traits and symptoms look like ADHD and how do we understand which one begin belongs to what? And I am for sure not an expert on ADHD. I've done sort of one-off courses and things, and I've done a little bit of reading myself. Um, but I have got a friend who has recently, an, an ex-colleague, who has recently just retired um, with ill health from being a head teacher, and she is doing loads of work at the moment on ADHD. So I gave her a quick call and we decided to collaborate and next Tuesday on November the 28th uh, we're actually hosting a live online masterclass called the ABC of ADHD and we aim to try and do a little bit of myth busting but Sarah will be talking a bit about ADHD, what it is, what it isn't. And we'll be looking at the different way it presents in people, but hopefully we'll also be able to unpick and kind of help clarify where dyslexia and ADHD kind of meet in the middle and where they're completely different. Because they are two completely separate learning differences with completely different diagnostic criteria. You know, ADHD is a medical diagnosis, dyslexia is an educational diagnosis. So actually what we're looking for in terms of diagnosing them is is very is very different and um, so that should be a super informative masterclass and I really hope that some of you can make it if you want to know how to sign up the link is on most of my social media channels um, so yeah I hope to see some of you there so that's quite exciting so we've obviously been planning that this week and trying to sort that out um, As I said, I've been a bit under the weather and a bit busy running around after children doing... um, There just seems to be so many performances happening. I talked about um, my daughter was was in School of Rock this week. Tonight we're into Nativity, so it's been production week for that this week. Um, So life has been busy spinning the parent play and the work play and the trying to juggle home play. And one of the things that's gone a bit out of the window is my email management. So I don't know if it's just me as a dyslexic, um, but I know that my emails are something that build up and up and up and up. And about two, three years ago, when I started working with a virtual assistant, one of the first things she did was she put some systems in place for me for my email. She was like, you really need some systems, Joe." Um, so she has set up some really brilliant systems that I can normally manage really well myself. However, because I've been tired, because it's really, it's been really busy, I've had less time to kind of do the reading and the emails have built up again. So yesterday I decided to kind of tackle them. So I, 
and I know it's not a lot compared to a lot of people, but it's a lot for me these days. I had 150 emails to kind of work through. And I thought I'd just share with you how the systems I used and how I managed that. So my virtual assistant set up lots of folders for me virtual folders so I've obviously got work folders with loads of subheadings and then in terms of life admin as well um, lots of folders you know folders to do with the children folders to do with the performing and and all of their activities you know folders to do with banking you know any folder that we potentially need is kind of like set up so what I did yesterday was first of all I went through those 150 emails and literally deleted anything that I didn't need to keep, didn't need to read. So I try really hard to unsubscribe from any mailing list that I don't want to be a part of the minute it comes in. But some people I do want to stay on their mailing list, but don't read every don't read every email. So literally my first job was was quite easy because I went through and literally deleted anything that I didn't need to read, didn't feel relevant right now, didn't feel important. That managed to get rid of about half of the emails actually. And then a bit later on in the day, I then started to look at what I could file really quickly. Um, So just things, you know, receipts for things, maybe just reminders of school trips or things coming up. So again, managed to get rid of quite a few more doing that. Then basically throughout the day, every sort of well, I was report writing yesterday, so I structure my time when I'm report writing all day. I kind of chunk it. I do half an hour and then I do something else and then I do another half an hour and do something else. So I kind of punctuated my report writing yesterday with working through my emails, sort of picking three or four emails at a time, working out what I needed to do and taking action. Some of them, I didn't want to take the action on them straight away because it was going to need a bit more think power and they're on my list to do after this in a minute. But basically, by the end of the day yesterday, I was down to just 30 emails that I needed to do something with. And my plan is over the next few days to kind of chip away at those and get it kind of back down to zero again. Um, But I thought I would just share that um, with you. There's actually a video about it on... TikTok actually if you want to go and look at that. Today I've got another tricky job to do. So I've said before um, I work with a lovely lady who helps me plan my social media and one of the things that I'm not very good at is I'm really not very good at looking looking ahead and I'm trying to meet her somewhere in the middle because actually we do need to do a little bit of planning. So I'm I'm quite excited. I'm going to be doing um, from the first of December. I'm going to be doing an advent on Instagram and on Facebook. Not a giveaway, but I'm just going to be posting every day something to do with dyslexia. It might be a cool resource that needs sharing. It might be a service. Um, it might be um, another social media person that I need you to go and follow. So my plan this morning is to start chipping away at that. And again, she sends me the plan, and I've discovered that I find that super overwhelming and again what I do now is I do it a few posts at a time and I find that kind of doing it in batches like that and just chipping away a couple at at a time works really well for me um I wanted to share so parenting this week dyslexia has shown up a little bit for one of my children so she's feeling quite overwhelmed at the moment um she's feeling like work is really challenging and she's feeling like she just can't keep up and she's not in the right sets. I'm pretty sure she is. But sometimes when we're feeling really low and really overwhelmed, we kind of begin to question our ability and doubt doubt ourselves. And I think she's possibly experiencing 
the balance is slightly out of kilter at the moment. I think she's probably not quite experiencing enough success. I think it's probably all negative. So I have sent an email into school last week and they're kind of looking into it for me to just double check that she's in the right sets Um, because I'm always really happy for my children to go down a set if they need to go down a set. Um, But I think it's quite interesting because I find actually sending emails to school quite tricky and it's really silly but I really worry about my grammar and typos it's not just school I guess professional emails so I will spend a really long time formulating emails um reading reading again reading again checking for typos kind of restructuring and the other night my husband said to me Joe, you've literally been writing that email for like half an hour. Surely you've said what you need to say. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I'm just checking one more time for typos. He was like, really don't worry about it. Like, they're not going to judge you for your for your typos. Like, you're just communicating that you want them to look into something for your child. But I guess that's one of the places that I'm potentially masking. Um, and I did a post about masking on TikTok this week, actually, which has had quite a lot of traction. But I think masking is something that I might have even talked about this last week, but so many people with dyslexia mask. They put in so much effort to keep their kind of neurodiversities hidden. And I've realised that I 100% do that with with kind of school and emails And the other situation I've had this week is a school trip popped up. Now, I think I've shared on the podcast before that I have quite a rigorous calendar colour-coded system (laughs) where I plot everything on so I don't miss anything because I'm just so terrified that I will miss something. But also because the children do quite a lot of activities, because my work doesn't particularly have a routine, I have to plot everything on in advance. And actually, interestingly, I do plot about three months out in advance to check and preempt any clashes with, with shows or dance classes or things like that. Anyway, on Monday, my one of my children came home and she was like, we've got a school trip on Thursday to the mainland. And I was like, what do you mean you've got a school trip on Thursday? It's not on my calendar. It's not on my calendar. And straight away, I kind of like spiralled. And it was quite triggering for me because I felt like I'd missed the date and that I hadn't written it on the calendar. And that kind of exposed my weakness a bit. But actually looking through it, looking back through emails and talking to school, I didn't actually miss it. It wasn't my fault. They never actually said when the date was. But I think the reason why I'm sharing this with you is sometimes when we're triggered by something like that, because we feel like as a dyslexic, it exposes our weakness. Like we've worked really hard to put a strategy in place and we've tried really hard to mask it because we don't want to know We don't want that person to know the amount of effort that we're putting in to kind of hold it all together, if you like. It can actually sometimes trigger quite a confrontational reaction where we go into fight or flight. And I think it's just being being aware of that. Um, You know, quite often that is when confrontation happens. So, yeah, that was kind of what I wanted to share with you there. Um, The final thing I wanted to share with you in the last minute that I've got is... um, Again, one of my children this week, from a parenting perspective, she had a really tricky day one day this week that she she was preempting it was going to be a tricky day. It was a school concert, and she had lots of different rehearsals at lots of different times for lots of different groups. She also had unu- like usual lessons as well. And interestingly, again, she blows my mind with the strategy she puts in place. 
that morning when she got up, she wrote down, she looked through all of the different emails and she collated them into one like checklist, if you like, that she literally plotted out her day and those times, popped it in her blazer pocket And it meant that at any point throughout the day, she was completely independent. She didn't need to feel anxious about whether she was going to miss something, if she'd forgotten something, because she had that checklist on her at all times. Um, So I was like, right, I'm bearing that in mind, because that's like a super handy strategy. Like, she's just so clever the way she comes up with things. Anyway, as usual, talk for way too long. We've hit 12 minutes. So if you're new to the podcast, please do drop us a follow um, and go back and listen to previous episodes. Please do share far and wide um, if you've been listening to the podcast and if it's been helpful. Um, And in the meantime, have a really great week. And don't forget to always look on the dyslexic side of life. Have a great week, guys.